0: Yeah, dirty bows of you, Saber. Come out now and fight! You need to move more like a doll. We don't need a bunch of cats in here
1: looking in the mirror. Be a dome! Whatever happens in leash, it's always a scandal. Why do you think that was? Probably because we're always drinking and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no smoke without fire, and that goes to light. I met Tomorrow's Shea one day and he said, I'm sick of that northern crowd. He said if they went set dancing twice a week, we'd all be set dancing twice a week.
0: I can remember a lad, Jay Boothroyd. Right? and he was getting sick, right lying like that, <laughs> looking at me like, and I'm going,
2: This is not helping me. Every man, woman, and monkey in me all is nearly right in the Shake
0: Shaking the bucket! That's
2: all right, you're very welcome to our uh, special Sunday panel this week. Joining us are Keen Ward, Mead Forward, Colin Parkinson, former leash footballer, and Malky Clerkin, author and journalist. You're all very welcome. I want to start by talking about the club championships yesterday. You were tweeting away watching them, Colin. Two
1: really good games. Yeah, I really enjoyed them. Um, the first one was a really outstanding game. It started off brilliantly, like the first 20 minutes, it had absolutely everything intensity. You know, high fielding, great forward play, great scores. Like I enjoyed it immensely. Um, like Cross mcglenn you can never rule them out. I thought when Cross went two points down, they were gone. Then they came back, went to point up. Top bridges were gone. Then yeah. bridges got a goal. Like it was just complete roller coaster of a game, and it was brilliant atmosphere. I think it's because Mullingar is obviously smaller, you know, stadium. I think the atmosphere in the second one wasn't the same. But, um, yeah, it was fantastic stuff. More of the same every Saturday, I think.
2: Yeah, keen that was a, one of the points we were trying to... We were just watching everybody watch the game, uh, tweeting about it and getting in touch with us about it and how crazy everybody went at full-time in the first game in particular. The club championship is absolutely brilliant when it's like that, when there's two well-matched teams. Are, are we missing a trick and maybe not talking more about it and giving it even more...
3: Um, Highlighting it even more across the season. Yeah, I think it's hard though because it's uh, a lot of the club championships, particularly within the within the counties, are um, kind of running alongside the provincial championships at intercounty level and things mm. like that. So it's it's a little bit awkward and you know it is hard, particularly at this time of the year. Like if you watch kind of a lot of county finals, they can be played in horrendous conditions, you know, brutal pitches. And how do you get the best out of those games or the best out of players? They can be very exciting. Yes. Yeah the quality just isn't the same when it's maybe on the back of you know an inter-county all Ireland final played in Croke Park in perfect condition so um, but they're very special like you can see you can really see what it means to people you know there's a massive outpouring of emotion um, at the end of some of the matches and um, they're just so intense I think that's the, the big thing they just mean so much to people when it's your own club that um, yeah you'd love to see them get far more exposure but I think it's, it's really a, a programming thing it's when they're on the time of the year and things yeah. like that that probably cause a problem with it I think,
1: I think though what we had yesterday was like Bridges and Cross McLennan are arguably the two best teams in Ireland you know and we had a good day you know good conditions and it just made for an, you know a brilliant day of football and that's the way it was there was a bit of niggle in it as well you know the yeah. game just had everything like it just started off really like I like tell Henry he could have gotten a red card in the first five minutes the way he I think he ran after one of the cross lads and tripped him up right in front of Morris Deegan didn't even get a yellow card but it, it, it looked like there was niggle to it Cross MacGlenn had beaten them two years ago in dollar and final by a pint, so there, there probably was a bit of nickel to it. And they're two really strong teams, so
2: I think that's just what you know added to the day. I think the other thing is that um, yesterday there was no rugby and there was no live yeah. Premier League, and it really helped that everybody kind of watched together. But they're the opportunities that you get; you kind of get an insight.
0: Yeah, to an extent, I <clears throat> I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't worry too much about the exposure the the games get. I, I I think like once they get to the sort of provincial final stage, they get plenty of coverage. You know, yeah, they it's the only GAA on the tally from the end of the after the All Ireland finals. Uh, so, and it's on TG Carra every Sunday. Uh, I know a lot of people that watch them. You sort of half tune in. You're, you know, you know, you're, your day isn't going to be made by it. But um, I remember at the end of last year, the best football that was played was being played by. Dr Crookes and was being played by cross McGlenn as was being played by Bridgets and Ballymon like the the provincial finals some of the football played in them was fantastic, really genuinely excellent and yesterday the, i i didn't really i didn't know anybody. That during the week that was interested in GA that didn't know those games were on yesterday, so I, I think they get a fair fair level of exposure. I know the press box in Mullingar yesterday there was only standing room in it by yeah. the time the game kicked off. You there know? was a great atmosphere there as well, though. Cracking atmosphere, yeah, and there's a reasonable crowd as well. Is it about seven or eight thousand? down know, yeah. but um, yeah, it was great atmosphere and it was a very very tight game. Um, Colin's right, there was a lot of anger in it. Um, in fairness, I think Bridget's knew that the only way that they could beat cross McGlen would be to stop their flow because cross when cross got going as they did when they scored those three points with about 10 minutes to go to go to go a point up Um, they're kind of unstoppable so Bridges very clearly had the tactic they stood in front of all the frees they laid on fellas when they had fouled them. they slowed everything down and made it a really sort of stop-start game and you know they they, uh, got two scrappy goals but they were fully deserving of it but it was like the devastation of Cross McGlenn afterwards kind of had to be seen to be believed like those guys they haven't lost a game since September 2009 900
2: days or something yeah since? I saw that yes. and
0: they were and they it's were not. broken after it. like the the Kiernan brothers were in tears That a half an hour after the game you know
2: um, you, you kind of think that they'd have their fill and that this one would be okay no. that's not how it works no
0: not at all because when you think about it um, Tony McEntee could have taken the Armagh job uh, at the in the summer last year it, it was his if he wanted it but he wanted three All-Irelands in a row for, for Cross McGlenn
2: yeah uh, let's have a listen to Val Andrews we had him on the show yesterday about what it meant for, for Ballymun for um, everybody involved there as well look at Ballymun we're always going to put in a performance and always going to work hard and they're intense and you
3: know they die for each other like, and they're a real family Ger, and that's really what carries them through I mean we would be disappointed in some aspects of the performance today but really it doesn't matter the bottom line is winning Ballymun are in the All-Ireland final
2: I know people maybe don't understand for a city club as, as Ballymun will be perceived that it is possible that they have that kind of same type of club ethos that the smaller parishes where there's only one focal point in the entire place has but listening to you talk about it now over the last three or four months actually that is the sense that you get that this is a, a group that is a united group and a very important cultural centre for the area of Ballymun.
3: It is like, and it's like, to be quite honest with you, Jared, it's, it's
2: hugely important all the time that these lads keep them. They're ambassadors, not alone for their parents and their families, but they're ambassadors for the area. And Ballymbone, with some of his negative connotations, is certainly more than compensated for by these absolute fine group of young men who do anything to play football, to train, and to live a good lifestyle. Well, enjoy the next month. It's going to be hectic, but... Uh... Enjoy it. We certainly will, yeah. It's just a bit of what uh, Val had to say to us after the game, um, Kim. We were talking. You, were, you mentioned about how the emotion that it means to them. The side of um, Shane Curran and Frankie Dolan. Here's two players who kind of we all know in the country. Anybody who's been watching GA over the last two decades knows about them. But here they are, possibly on the verge of their greatest day in GA, and it's kind of it's a brilliant thing that the club game can still give players like that that sense of enjoyment.
3: Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, your club is really, for for most people, it is. Well, it it should be anyway. It definitely is, for me, it's the most important part of what you're doing. Like It has to be more important than county level. I mean, you're only getting an opportunity to perform at county level if you're doing what you should be doing with your club. Um, I think it is extra special um, playing with your club team because... It's, it's the same guys that you've been playing under 12s with under 13s under 14s your next door neighbour your brother your cousin you, you know that that sort of um, family environment that can be very very difficult to create at county level yeah. and you know it's formed over time it doesn't just happen
2: you're lucky you have talented brothers though as well <laughs> well
3: like it, it happens in every parish in the, in the country like that you, you, you have to feel the team so you need to get them from every it's a different, you can uh,
0: it's a different atmosphere as well it's funny one of the things that struck me at the end yesterday now the, the crowds piled onto the pitch at the end of the Bridges Cross game and there were crowds from, from both sides um, the weird thing and you don't necessarily see it at county level uh, the amount of how would you put it Le- women of a certain age that are involved in the club game because uh, everybody's sort of mother is there or the woman who makes the tea or the woman who cleans up or whatever uh, you don't see them hanging around the countryside you know you know that way that at the end of a game you never see them whereas they were all there yesterday and it's just it's a completely different atmosphere and a different vibe to it yeah nicer no, uh, to an extent, yeah. Uh, not the, the the county scene isn't nice, but there's I don't know. May, maybe it's maybe a little. It's certainly less sanitised. Put it that way. I mean, the county game now certainly at the height of summer. You know, there it's there, there's a barrier between the county team and their supporters yeah. and
2: their. There's not going to be a pitch invasion like that.
0: No, certainly not. And, and whatever about pitch invasions, but there is. It is the the, the county team exists apart from the rest of the county because that's the way it has to be whereas the, that's absolutely not the way it is with the club
3: yeah well I suppose the thing is at club level like the people that are going to watch the games are people that know you since exactly, years of age probably yeah. you know what I mean at county level someone can go a lot of the time people go to games they only come to watch maybe championship matches so they're yeah. not there now obviously there are people that follow the county team all over the place but the majority of fans, like if there's eighty thousand people in Croke Park, how many of them are watching all the league games for their county teams, or watching lads play at club level? You know, yeah, very not, few, not so. a lot. Yeah. No, it's, it's a different different type of a, an experience for for players and fans. It's one 0 to Chelsea with an Aragon. One Mata
2: scored uh, in the second half to give them a lead and a bit of breathing room at Stamford Bridge. Um, Colin, what's, what's your one of the things that struck us about um, Curran and Dolan in particular was that this could be their greatest day in, in GAA we were trying to work out if you guys had to pick one personal occasion would it be a club or a county and would there kind of be a would it be a a difficult would that be a difficult thing to point out this is my favourite day in GAA yeah
1: it's hard to know what your favourite day is I know my worst loss by a country mile was losing the all Ireland club final in 2004 Um, like I was captain of the team I didn't have a good final we only lost by a point you know it was a free in the last minute everything about it you know, we were kind of on a roller coaster that year and it was a great year with a great management over us and it just still I still think about it now, you know, losing that so it was a, it was an absolute killer, I'd swap any anything that I won just to have won that one. So maybe you can read into what you know what you want into that. I think club club matches hurt you a little bit more, I think. Um that's the way I always was with Port Leash. Even county finals I lost with Port Leash, you'd still kind of mull over them. Matches I lost with Leash kind of left the memory a little bit now, but I'd still think it's certainly that Club All-Ireland, yeah, I was only thinking about it driving in today. I think when I'm hungover, I think about it. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling a bit depressed. I make myself even more depressed.
2: What was the trigger for thinking about it today?
1: I don't know. It, it just obviously a hangover or something like that is just probably obviously because of yesterday and stuff. And Ballymun, like I know one of the Ballymun lads I was out with him last night and just probably thinking about him and they're in another final. And, you know... Hopefully they won't make make the same, you know, the same mistakes that we made or whatever. But like I'd say that All Ireland final, like it's very hard to call a winner in that one. Like in fairness, they're what, they're um, two very equally matched teams. At Brings
2: bring back to the one that you lost, uh, what what sticks in the mind from from having lost us?
1: God, these these are fairly open wounds still. I know I missed I missed two but scores. You in it up. Dr. I, don't know, I don't know why I did now I thought he would let it go there <laughs> It's just a random statement um, No I kicked the ball into the goalkeeper's hands In the second half like There's absolutely no excuse for the miss At all It was only like 21 metres out Running in on my good foot And like it doesn't make any sense Because gen- generally I wouldn't have thought I was a bottler I just obviously concentration or something I kicked it in the goalie's hands And we lost by a point so it's hard to forgive yourself for stuff like that. So you do blame yourself for the defeat. 100 percent, yeah. Really, yeah. Well, there's other play- other players didn't play well as well, but <laughs> 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 I don't want to get
2: into that altogether. Kian, what about you? Uh, <laughs> I'm not looking for your <laughs> your most open wounds, but if you want to share them, feel free. Yeah, I think it's yeah
3: similar. Uh, we lost county final in a replay, and uh, we should have won the drawn game. And I had a bit of a horror show in the replay as well, and missed chances that you'd usually get and we ended up losing by a goal so like there yeah they, i think it's the ones that you lose that you, that ah, you remember most the there. thing about it is
1: if you play really if i always thought with losses if i played well it's easier to get off the lo- over the losses because you don't really blame yourself or you don't you think you did your best or whatever yeah. but when you play really bad and you're kind of you know blame yourself for a loss that's yeah, there the ones very that, true
3: when you can when you can look back at a game um you know, you might lose but if 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 you feel that you've played well it, it does kinda of mask it a little bit, whereas if you lose and you're actually, you know, thinking back through the game going, one, two, Jesus, three, God, I could have had three more points we lost by two. I should have done better in this situation. And and like I know after after we lost that county final, like oh, I was at least six months before I was really Oh yeah. Even able to play properly again. You know, and it, even still, any time you kind of, you just try not to think of it because when you do, you just think. How long ago was that? That was two thousand and nine, right? And we lost another county final there in October. So, but uh, that wasn't as wasn't as close. So it's maybe not as hard to take. But yeah, were, you, were it, you missing
2: freeze, Was it or chances yeah, well, not in play? Yeah, I or?
3: think in the in the drawn game, it kind of went to extra time, and there's always, you know, you'll always say, oh, referee's decision could have gone this way, the other way. Um, we would have felt that, you know, Saint Town got a got a decision that went their favour at the end to level the game in extra time but you'd look back like I know that I missed maybe one or two chances not s- simple chances but one or two chances that you'd expect to get when you're playing at that sort of county final stage you'd expect yeah. that you're you're kind of at the top of your game you should be getting them and then in the replay I think I, I missed a, a penalty kicked a penalty over the bar probably missed two frees that you would you know kind of straight in front of the goals 30 yards out yeah you know that you, that you'd expect that you would normally get so when you when you're missing chances like that it does just stick with you that you think and like even even in the game you you'd, as soon as the ball would leave your foot you'd just be looking at it going oh god please go over not again sort of thing um but Did you ever
2: kind of work out why that? Because, like, you know, everybody's seen you produce these um, free taking performances where you get 10 out of 10, kind of thing.
3: Yeah, well, I suppose they don't happen every day. But I mean, like, I wouldn't have missed every free. I could have had, I think I might have scored seven frees and missed two. Yeah. And I would have got, after I'd missed one of those easy ones, I could have kicked two. Or three that you'd nearly rather miss those ones than miss the, yeah. miss the easy ones but when, when you miss the easy ones and get the hard ones that you, you won't forget the easy one you missed
2: Is it safe then to assume that your favourite is actually winning a Leinster title with Port Leash rather than winning something with Leash?
3: Column? Um,
1: yeah probably winning that Leinster with Leash. I, I kind of have fond memories of my underage wins with Leash. The under 21 Leinster and the minor All-Ireland stuff like that they were great days so I kind of look back on them a bit fondly it was kind of like when Really enjoyed football before I became real cynical and whingy and stuff like that. Was <laughs> <laughs> football was fun. Yeah, that's true.
3: Like, yeah, it's it's always kind of the underage. Like we won a Hogan Cup in St. Pat's, and that would have been. Even still you'd look back and that it I actually watched the video of it not too long ago. And it's just amazing when you watch the games that it's just just so open and anything can happen sort of thing. Like I think we were winning by six or seven points and it got back to being a draw and we end up winning by a point or two. So it's you know, that sort of excitement and roller coaster for, for people and for everything. And I suppose we I was lucky enough to win a county championship in two thousand six with the club as well, so they'd be the two to me that would, would stand out. Obviously like you can think of Days where you had a good game personally, or things went well for you, but it's really the Not you know the four th- goals or, well, it 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 was it yeah, was great watched, at the you've time. The video of that now
1: this morning as well. YouTube, yeah. <laughs> 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 no, it
3: like that. That's just one great day, but it doesn't it doesn't mean anything really. Like it was just one game that you won. There was you didn't achieve anything. Yeah, Do you know, you just won a match. Yeah, you win so loads like, of games. Actually, one of, one of my
1: favourite wins ever was. Like it wasn't a final at all, it was an all-around semi-final against under 21 against Galway, and they would have had Joyce, Donnellan, Savage, me, and you know, Divoli, all these fellas. 1998 in 1998, yeah. And they, they had beaten us in a challenge game that we were taking really seriously with our full team by about 20 pints, and we beat them by two pints in all-around semi-finals in Pierce Park and Longford. I just remember that the feeling after that game was absolutely incredible. Like, I thought maybe they took us for granted or something like that. Uh, we ended up losing the final end to Kerry it was a brilliant Kerry team in fairness but just that semi-final that's definitely one that sticks out to me
2: Marky if you had to pick a thing that was Obviously, Jar, Every uh,
0: match I ever played, uh, we won, and I was man of the match, <laughs> and that's that's why I'm a sports journalist now and not an actual sports star. But you know, I remember I, just, we, I we, just gave it up. I was too good for it.
2: We had you in before, and you talked about um, having to <coughs> escape and stare out over Dublin after uh, Kerry beat Monaghan. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, so talk about an open wound. Is it local stuff for you that means the most, or well, to an extent, yeah. I mean, when.
0: Um, when you're when you cover sport for a living you come you become a little bit inured to getting that deep down into it i mean i grew up as a mad man united fan um and when they won the treble i was you know absolutely overwhelmed by it um but i mean i Caught the end of the Madrid match the other night. I don't particularly care about them anymore. Yeah, just and just that's purely from I don't know whether it's just getting old or whether it's being around soccer and being around high level sport. Um, the only thing, the only team that I ever have any real interest in now is is the Monaghan County team um, for whatever. 11 games a year that the, that they go out and play so that's the only one I get in any way passionate about um, even like the Ireland soccer team the Ireland rugby team it's it's work at this stage you know uh, and so I wouldn't like you know you'd forget the, the England defeat last Sunday by tea time you know you wouldn't really I wouldn't be particularly yeah uh, het up over it but yeah certainly um, I went to the Mechanic Cup uh, final there couple of weeks ago and came out encouraged at a 10 point defeat you know that kind of way you're going I oh, know geez they weren't actually that bad and a couple yeah. of goals went against them at the wrong time that kind of You thing. got the bug Absolutely yeah but uh, that would be about the height of it now anything else I wouldn't particularly it wouldn't ruin your day one way or the other you know What about the golfers? I enjoy watching the golfers I enjoy and I, I, I do enjoy the fact that there are successful Irish golfers now when for 20 years I was watching golf and we were, you know, dying for a bit of success when, like, Eamon and Darcy won the Madeira Island Open or yeah. something like that, and you you went you went crazy over that. That'd and You went, cool. oh man! Uh, whereas now, I I love the fact that any time we go into a major, there's three golfers that you would you would think of betting on, essentially, or that you would absolutely be watching out for their score. Um, I enjoy that side of it. I, but again, you know, your day isn't made or lost by by one of them
2: winning it. Chelsea have just gone three 0 up. Frank Lampard scored again. He's uh, chasing that record down and getting there. It's um, Oscar with the second goal a couple of minutes ago, and seventy one minutes on the clock. So Chelsea are going to beat Brentford this afternoon. Uh, Colin, what about when you played for Ireland? Does that um, I know it was short. <laughs> I've heard you tell the story. Short and sweet. <laughs> no, I, was,
1: I, I don't. I don't really have my, that many thoughts about it. Like it was a huge shock for me to even get on that panel. I'd only played county that year. You know, two games. Yeah. And my debut was that year. So to even get a trial was just like a surprise to me. And then, well, in fairness, when I started going to the trials, I knew I was doing well and I knew that they liked me, but I didn't think that they'd pick me, but then they did. But then for the first uh, test, I wasn't on the squad, Like so that kind of annoyed me a little bit and it kind of knocked my confidence a bit because I didn't think I really was good. Like I was in there with like Anthony Tohal and Moynihan and all these like legends of the game. So when I wasn't picked on the first squad... I was on the panel but they could only pick me and Jim McGuinness were left off whereas we knew before the game there was no chance we were coming on Yeah, that kind of knocked me back a little bit so in my obviously infinite wisdom the following week I thought that was going to be the same scenario again the following week so I went out on the Friday night <laughs> before the Sunday and then went up to Dublin the next day and was told I was on the panel so I was like oh god so I got ten minutes. So it's a terrible disappointment to you to be selected for your country. <laughs> it's actually embarrassing now, but I would have been that cocky at the time. I would have thought, like, sure, what's the big deal? I'll be on it next year again. Like <laughs> that didn't transpire like that. But um, yeah, I got ten minutes. Then I was a nightmare. I actually remember going up to the hotel in the Skylon Hotel the next night. I think I was rooming with Finn Barcullen, and I was, I was so tired. And he was watching match today. I was like, would you just turn off the television? <laughs> Like I was trying to get a bit of sleep because I was like obviously didn't have that much sleep the night before. I was John Kenny, one of the two, and I was rooming with two after that. Two weeks, but um, yeah, no, that was a huge mistake. But sure, look, strange, only not, strange was,
0: how your life and Jim McGuinness's went in separate directions after that. Ah, they went fairly
1: similar directions for a while. It's just in the last couple of years. <laughs> He's done very well for himself.
2: <laughs> when did those paths diverge? <laughs> Uh, in here. How much does personal performance matter for the lads? I remember Kean killed Dublin in the rain one year, but the game was a draw, and Mead lost the replay. Does that sour the memory for him?
3: Um, I suppose it, do, it did a little bit at the time. You know, kind of, it's a weird one because that game felt like a victory for us. Because when you're losing a game up until the latter stages, when you snatch a draw from, you know, from from defeat facing you, you know, facing you down, you're. you you feel like you've won yeah Uh, and then I suppose the the replay we just we didn't really play as well and that was actually my first first game I ever started for me in championship was the replay and I just never never ever got into the game and um, so obviously that would kind of sour the memory a little bit but you still still look back and say it was it was a good day good enough day. It was a good day for me personally. But yeah,
2: I, I suppose that it is a, an important development point then, so your performance is so good off the bench that you get the first start off the back of that.
3: Exactly, game. yeah, and I think you can learn, you learn more from, from the days that kind of don't go your way. What
2: about the, the Leinster title that
3: you won?
2: If if Joe Sheridan had kicked the ball into the back of the net and there'd been no hoo-ha, would that have been
3: a crowning career season? like the? Well, I think that year, that summer for us went... You know, really well. Like we had played, we'd put in some really good performances. Like in the semi-final, do you know, you talk about a sporting day. I mean, we beat Dublin by eleven points, and uh, Germany, Germany beat England as well. So it was, yeah, so it was a great day all around. And Monaghan, do you know, beat Forman. Monaghan beat Forman for as well, yeah. So <laughs> same day. Look, like you kind of you would look back on that season with good memories, even now. But I suppose, yeah, the way the Leinster final went and the fallout from it did take away from it hugely and you know we'd always be slagging you know Seamus Kenny kind of gave P- Paddy Keenan an all-star letting him block the ball but uh, you know if, he, if he'd if tapped the ball in first uh, nothing would have happened but uh, look that's it, it happened the way it happened so we can't change it now
2: Yeah so but that doesn't actually it, 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 and would that compare with winning the club with Centralstown? Or sorry
3: with uh, Wolf Tones against Town? <laughs> yeah well it's it's a hard one at the time it was it was yeah maybe if circumstances were slightly different, um, you know I think there's more. It's hard. It's kind of like that. There's a there's a great kind of a personal satisfaction when things go well at county level for the team because you know you you know there's such time invested in it, um, kind of away from your own club setting that, and it's such a, it's it's at such a high level that you know there is a, a real satisfaction within the group whereas. When you win at at club level, it's it's probably just complete euphoria because yeah. you know it's it's more than just the team, if that makes sense. Because it's your family would nearly be in the dressing room after the game yeah. and all the the guys that would have coached you under age being down
2: to training sessions on your age eight. Yeah, kind like of it's off.
3: it just it's just different. It's a different feeling. Like it's hard to really compare. They're both fantastic, but I suppose I I haven't had the success with Mead's at county level that I can compare it against winning a county title. Like if, if Mead were to win an All Ireland and you were lucky enough to be part of it, then you'd probably put that as number one. But I haven't had that experience so I can only go on what I've had. Uh
2: Colin, was there a, a victory on the way to the All Ireland Club final that sticks out that kind of
3: somehow tempers the
2: disappointment for the final or is it the whole thing's a write off because the final was lost? Yeah, no, the whole
1: thing's are well, the Leinster final was brilliant. Um we beat our Do- Kilmocker Croaks in the semi-final as well. So there were some great performances on the way. We beat Cross McLennan in the semi-final, even not, not even playing well. Mm. So, I don't know, it's just a, you look back on it and you, you lost the final, that's all you you know you can think about. The Leinster doesn't seem as much when you lose a final. If we'd lost the All-Irean semi-final, the Leinster probably would have seemed a lot more. It's when you get to the big one and then you lose it. It's just, yeah, no, I, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't look back on it as being a total success.
2: All right, 53106 is the text number here. If you want to get uh, in touch with any of the lads, our panel discussion is going to chat about one of the other big stories of the week. Uh, It happened on Thursday night on Off the Ball. It's Jerry Kiernan, and it's up for discussion after these.
0: News Talk Sport, Sunday, in association with UPC, the fibre power network bringing you all the action in HD.
2: All right, you're very welcome back to the programme. Chelsea 3, Brentford nil. 80 minutes on the clock in that one. So they're going through in the cup. In the Premier League today, it's Liverpool against Swansea. It's live here at 3 o'clock. We'll have Graham Sharp alongside Dave McIntyre in the commentary box. We're going to hear from Ken Egan after two. Shane Lowry, who's uh, making his debut at the World Match play next week. Probably now at this stage, against Rory McElroy if things stay the way they are. Um, although there is a very strong possibility that he'll still be up against Tiger Woods. We've got Eddie O'Sullivan on the program after five, and Kieran Leonard, who finished third in the Wanamaker Mile overnight in New York, uh, maintaining a long-standing Irish tradition of doing well in the race, stretching all the way back to Ronnie Delaney. Um, now on our panel today, Kian Ward, Colin Parkinson, and Malik Clerkin, and one of the other issues that we just—it just keeps coming up—is um, Jerry Kiernan. Uh, who during the week was on off the ball talking about whether or not uh grants should be given to GEA players uh, we've we've spoken about the GEA and the GPA and, and grants before with um with everybody in the room I think at one stage or another mm-hmm. um keen we made you listen to it today for for as a rare form of punishment <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah um interesting um sort of nonsense really to be honest um, in my opinion um i doctors t- you can look at it from one perspective, and I think myself and Colin were on about this before on one of the previous shows when we were here. That um, you know, realistically, the the grant money should be coming from the GAA, to GAA players. That's kind of what we felt at the time. Um, but it's coming from the government, and look, you would I would always make the point that there's far more of a public interest in Gaelic games than any of the other. Um, Sports that the grants are being given for, um, so therefore does that mean that they're more justified? Probably. Um, and uh, the argument that he made—I mean, he—he he made some fairly disparaging remarks. I mean, he—he he basically said that for the Kerry players that came off the pitch um, last year didn't. Basically, he said they didn't look like athletes. That was pretty much. I'm just summarising what he said. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't repeat what he said. And uh, he basically said that Wicklow. Uh, Wicklow and Carlow um, weren't trying or weren't really putting an effort into their training and preparation. I mean that's hugely insulting for those guys, and it's it's just a ridiculous statement to come out with. And um, I think it should be condemned basically.
2: I, I think the, um, the point that you made at the very start was that maybe the grant should be come from the GHA as opposed to the government. Uh, if if I think well, that's that what's was at the heart of this, though. That was I a mean, decent point by but him. But th- is th- that if he stuck to it, <laughs> like, <laughs> and that's the thing, it was the disparaging comments about everybody else who ever played a game of Gaelic football. Like if you
0: if you go back to when these grants started to be given out, and when around sort of oh eight or oh nine or oh seven or oh eight, and there the, was talk of strikes and all of this sort of carry on, what that came down to was. Um, the fact that the other sports in the country like if you're in athletics in in, in Ireland you're in a sport that has no money that uh, has, struggles to get numbers and yet here is the biggest sporting organisation in the country the one with the most money on hand um, arguing to get its players money that it doesn't want to give it give them like so that's where the people in the in the other sports are coming from now absolutely when he, if he'd have stuck to that fair enough but when he when he gets into throwing around things like saying four of the Kerry team are, aren't fit like you know it's, it's crazy stuff
1: I remember with uh, I was telling the lads outside and I was on the show here and I called Mick Old Bluffer he was on a panel the following week and uh, I, was driving back down, I was driving back down to Dublin. I got a text to turn on News Talk or whatever. Not that I don't listen to News Talk all the time. <laughs> you were listening to Lyric <laughs> in the way home. You were already listening, of course. <laughs> <laughs> After walking into that one. But he was like, I can't remember whatever it was said or whatever. I was like, who is this column? Parkinson. Who is this person who said? It? <laughs> and I was like, "Who is this Jerry Kieran?" Like, so kind of had his card marked ever since. So when he was on the other night, I could hear Owen saying like Jerry, whatever," and I cu- I didn't know who who it was, and then I found out it was Jerry Kieran. I was like, "Oh, for God's sake, this bloody muppet!" Like, I, <laughs> like I wouldn't have much time for him because, like, I've obviously seen him on the Olympics. I think he, like he's a no all like he doesn't come across as a pundit. Like he can't even have banter with Bill. Like Bill might, you know, play try to play a devil's advocate with him, you know, like he does, and he just shoots Bill down like he's a, an absolute numpty.
2: Now, uh, there's time so sometimes just to be straight and factual on those panels.
1: Yeah, but not with Bill. He's a national treasure. <laughs> Bill is. You can't you can't be like that with Bill. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I, don't think I think, he, quite I, think enjoy I see you taking the Jerry Ger- approach to. Uh, I can't Gerag- listen to him.
0: I've got to say I I enjoy him during the Olympics. Yeah, me too. I think because he 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 is when there are an awful lot of, of performances in the Olympics that you're kind of going hmm, I'm not sure about this I'm not sure about that he comes straight out like he was very harsh on the was it the Moroccan that won the 1500 yeah. metres uh, at the Olympics just going straight out say, I can't believe these performances so he does he does stand up for his sport yeah he, knows what, he, knows he does know what he's talking about very critical
2: about. of Irish athletes as well which was a point as well that he made in the middle of the he like, did, a yeah. lot of the Irish athletes I don't think should be getting grants <laughs> as well so at least it wasn't just he's an angry the,
1: man anyone from Kerry that hates football, you have to seriously. You'd have to wonder about them because it's not like I've met loads of people from Kerry that they're into music, even drugs, and they all love football. Like, so I don't. <laughs> <it's> just,
2: <laughs> apologies for any kids <laughs> listening in the uh, in the background there. Um, we did get a tweet from a guy called Kieran Collins, who's um, an academic studying the uh, distances run by getting footballers, soccer players, Aussie rules players, and rugby league backs, and the relative distance run in a match per minute uh, is the peak is Aussie rules at 128 getting football is next at 126 soccer is third at 119 now obviously the soccer players run more because they run for longer it's 90 minutes versus 70 but that was a, an interesting um, I think
0: one of the interesting things though with with his argument was that if he had had a, a, a focused argument and was willing to debate it back and forth that would have been something because there was obvious points to make to what he was saying I mean absolutely you know the intercounty players don't look like 800 meter runners but there's a, a good reason for that you sure, know
3: 100 meter runners don't look like marathon runners like i mean you can't yeah. the the, kinda, the point he made was that basically GA players didn't train hard enough to justify earning a grant well i mean how do you how do you quantify whether somebody trains hard enough is it the hours they put in or is it the 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 stuff that they do when they go training because i would always i'd, I'd be making the point that Most GAA teams actually train too hard when they're there. They do the wrong things, like they're they're maybe focusing on certain types of preparation that probably don't need to be doing as much of, and it should be more certainly more skills based or more based more tactically. Yeah, you know, it's 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 the sport you're trying to play. Yeah,
1: you can only compare GAA to soccer and rugby and sports like that. Like you, you see some props coming off the field in rugby, and they don't. Like it's not like they look fit, but they're fit for the sport that they're playing. So you can't. You can't compare GA to athletics. It's absolutely crazy comparison.
2: We were struck by uh, a story that Mike Frank Russell told in an interview with somebody. I can't remember who it was now, but uh, a couple of years back when he was saying that when he was recovering from his cruciate ligament injury, that um, he would just go out and kick freeze and that until he'd hit three off both foot, he wouldn't move on to the next distance con- consistently. And you kind of think, well, so he's not marathon runner fit, but actually he's obviously fit for purpose for the job that he's doing and that is to kick freeze and kick scores.
3: Yeah, well, that's it. Well, like maybe the Kerry players could have just gone in and done a load of, you know, beach weights and look great coming off the pitch and not being able to kick the ball straight. So, look, it's, you're trained for what you're supposed to be trained to play. You know, and that's there's only
0: one person around this table that actually played in Crook Park this week. Yeah, with me. So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. How much, uh, how my much training were you doing? And was I uh, was, was Jerry Cairn thinking of you? When I was, was disappointed
2: with my level of preparation. <laughs> I have to confess that was Nicko, sh- your manager. No, Glen Ryan was my manager. Oh, was Ryan. The, the other manager, so I didn't get to see what his legendary team talks were like. Oh, right, okay, you missed out. Yeah, and Mike Frank Russell was playing, and um, still I hear he le- scored a screamer. He just looked exactly the same as he ever did, throwing dummies all around the place. Like he doesn't move the pitch moves around him it's kind of everybody slides the wrong direction he stops and just throws it over the black spot invariably over the black spot as well granted the quality of the tackles probably weren't as good as some of the defenders that he faced in but his like, day. even
1: that's what Jerry was saying about the skill levels and stuff that's you often hear this you know with regards to G.A. that Harlan's much more skillful and it is but to say Gaelic football is not skillful it's a, it's a ridiculous thing to say like especially when you're from a running background where like I don't see any skill to run in. Like you read it, your body's just made to be able to run. You know what I mean? You, there's no skill to it. So for him to come out and say, gee, is not skillful, or Gaelic football is not skillful, I think that's probably what got the most... Like, he said we're fat and not skillful. I think... <laughs> 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 You're going to get a reaction if you say that. End of story.
2: Uh, although the notion of the skill's not being practiced enough is actually something that we have talked about in the program as well. The coaching needs to get more back to the idea that the skill set is the most important thing but
3: he actually he did make a point where he said that you know that the GA people lived in a kind of a cloistered environment where we you just looked inward and didn't look outward. Well, actually, what's probably happened recently is that they're looking outward they too much and track. trying to copy rugby and trying to copy yeah. all these other sports when should actually be trying to coach specifically what you're trying to achieve within the sport you're playing. Yeah.
2: One of the things that, that struck me this week was that everybody always talks about how everybody in uh, New Zealand and Wales are so amazing at playing rugby because it's their national sport. Mm-hmm. But um, watching that uh, charity game, the Alan Kearns charity game, we're not all blessed with an ability to kick Gaelic football, despite the fact it's our national sport.
0: No, 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 no we're not. But the, then I guess uh, a, a comparative level of... Uh, charity game in Wales. Charity and rugby game in Wales. They mightn't all be uh, catching, throwing back passes out of the back of their hand or anything. Um, I uh, That uh, that game, I, I actually spoke to uh, Matt Cooper after it. And he he was doing goals for winning yeah, the game, yeah. And was uh, mortified that he had to come off after three minutes because he pulled a, he pulled a muscle in the in the warm up. And he said his kids were sitting in the sitting in the stand watching, and they, he had to come off after three minutes. He was raging, but he told me that that Russell scored a brilliant goal past him. And yeah. he had no chance of saving.
2: It. Yeah, he um he did come back out for the second half and stand there and let somebody else take the kick ourselves. So, so that was grand. Also, actually, I should mention that it was all part of the Alan Cairns thing. You can. Um, Go on to alancairnsprojects.org dot org and uh, donate. It's an amazing thing that Alan Kearns is doing. He managed to convince Billy Morgan to play in goals and wear a Kerry jersey, which I thought was pretty impressive. Saw the pictures of that, all right, yeah. Billy was, was impressive, um, and he was actually still taking kickouts and making saves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kicking the ball much further than I could, I would say, which was pretty impressive stuff. All right, did you yeah. get a score? No, not this time. I didn't. I like that. Not this time. Next time, Jar, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I did before, in one of the other games, so it doesn't really matter um is there a a point though about how maybe the ga couldn't actually deal with people from outside <laughs> like there was a very negative reaction to this as opposed to a we self-confident enough to be able to stand this. But that was more due to the way,
0: like his abrasive tone. It wasn't so much an attitude to outsiders. I think. I think Keane's right that that people. It's just, are, a, that it's GAP just a certain, certain comments that he made. Yeah. Would, yeah. would definitely
3: stick yeah. in the craw. Like he said, it, yeah, if except said that being said about, um I suppose some of your own really like people are always going to defend that. Um But like, if you if you look at the the basic point that he was making that government grants shouldn't be going to GA players he said they should just be going to international athletes well, it's hard to like I wouldn't totally disagree with that do you know what I mean but yeah. it's just it's just the way that he made it um, Just, it just wasn't a nice way to put it you know yeah what's
1: your view on that yeah well I think for 400 euros is absolutely nothing you it's know, the 900 grand
2: really is the, the main yeah idea. it's
1: because mm. there's so many players but like 400 euros like I remember going down to Leash I would be making you'd make up to 600, 700 euros a month in expenses driving down from Dublin. So 400 at the end of the year, like it's, it's pittance, you know. Mm. You could actually save, if you saved up your expenses, you know, all year, you could have a nice few quid at the end of the year anyways, which I'm sure a lot of GA players are doing. Like it's 50 cent a mile or whatever. Um, so 400 Pretty quid. Pretty good. Yeah, I'd, I'd, it's actually been, it was 50 pence a mile when I started in 1998. So like it's still, now it's 50 cents. So it's actually less now than what it was you know 15 years ago so it, it's not as much like I'm sure most companies give more than that but it, like when you're talking about the 400 even 800 in the bigger scheme of things if you're trying to save your few expenses or whatever that four hundred's nothing you know mm-hmm. so it's, it's just that there's so many geo players and it's 900,000 when it's all added up
2: It is essentially the principle of giving
0: Well, look, as with everything, Jerry, it's Fianna Fáil's fault. They uh, they brought in the tax breaks for the professional sports people, and John O'Donoghue, out of the side of his mouth, said, "Ah, yes, we will find something for the GA lads as well," and that is precisely what happened. And then this is this that was seven years ago, eight years ago, and this is the outcome of it. All these years later, they're still having to find nine hundred grand for the GA lads, and you know, there's a, a. there's a, a real argument to say that they shouldn't be getting it. You know, They're, absolutely. And certainly when you're talking about government grants that are supposed to be made for the elite, I mean, Jerry has a, a point somewhere in there. Like, are we really saying that with the best will in the world, the people on the Monaghan football team are the elite, you know, or the Wicklow football team or the Leitrim hurlers or whatever, the people, you know, they always come up with the, the same argument. Like, I don't know if you if you can argue that that they are elite. Now maybe the four hundred quid is is just a, a pointer to how elite they are, but there is a point in there somewhere in what Jerry
2: was saying. You, know? you better prepare yourself for the shitstorm of hate coming your direction. Ah, there be
0: no, there be none of that. I mean, like, it's a, it's a reasonably thought out
1: argument. I don't I don't think he has a point to say that they don't. Deserve, I think the players deserve money. I think the point that he has. Is that they should go look into the GA for yeah, some exactly. of the money yeah, rather than? Really I right certainly right. think they deserve something for their efforts. Like it, it's yeah, but
0: do they deserve government money? That's the, that's the point. You
1: know. Well, like, they deserve something I suppose the argument's there is that the GA don't want to give it to them because they want to remain amateur you know that's that's, fairness, I, that's not the government's
3: problem well, as, as a no business okay. model the GA earns more for the economy than any of the other sports that get the government grant yeah, so they therefore it. they should be getting maybe more of the
2: they do also though get already from the sports council like about 9 million quid was divided between the three major three sports, sports organisations and this is a separate thing to mm. that, that that only the GA gets uh, text in though saying if you're going to be like that then why not be like the athletics so you Depending on your carding, you get a certain amount of money. So, well, that's what that's Henry what they, gets. Twelve. Well, that's grand. what they did.
3: They did that. It was based on your. Well, it's a team sport, so it's going to be based on team performance, and that that's the way it was. It was graded like that. The f- the further you went in the championship, the more you got. So that that's the way it is done.
2: And every every player on the panel should be the same. Yeah,
3: every, every yeah. Exa- well, that's the way it's done. I mean, I, it's it's very hard to go down any other route with it.
2: Uh, except that no other sport would treat all the players the same in soccer Messi gets more than Valdez yeah, but how do you judge it like, how, yeah, but how there's, no, you?
3: there's no wages being doled out for playing a GAA so there it's, it's, you can't again, yeah, you can't yeah, compare yeah. apples and oranges you're. Apples and
2: oranges that's the phrase of the week my thanks to Cian uh, Ward Colin Parkinson and Malky Clerkin for passing the last hour in our company I uh, hope you've all enjoyed it as much as we have 53106 is the text number if you want to uh, get your comments in we'll be right back after these News
0: Talk Sport, Sunday, in association with UPC, the Fibre Power Network with True On Demand TV.